Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. I only have one question. Do you think I deserve your full attention? That's what I like to hear. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to 90.3 WRST-FM Oshkosh. This is Script to Screen, and I'm your host, Max, and joining me here in the booth is Gideon. Hello. And today we're going to be talking about uh, two action films, one being uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2, kind of in celebration of the new Spider-Man movie coming out. We decided to talk about uh, one of the lesser um i don't esteemed. know esteemed yeah lesser esteemed uh films of the whole spider-man filmography uh which is up to what now it's about to be nine not um, not including civil war I mean, if we and, count if we count features starring Spider-Man, if you count spider-verse i think i'm, it's I'm nine. counting i'm counting stuff that it has spider-man in the name so that'd be the first three ramies you'd get the two amazing, amazing spider-man, spider-man seven eight yeah this will be the ninth the the uh, Spider Man. Uh, I mean, they have those like cartoon ones. I'm pretty home. sure that they they made into like. Oh yes, and features, and then like, if we're the, not counting those. I'm counting that. So then yeah. it'd be, it's about to be ten. Currently, it's nine. No, it's about, it's eight now. It's going to be nine. Oh, including the animated one. Unless I'm miscounting, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight plus one is nine. Yeah, yeah, okay. So it's no, about, no, it is nine to be ten. Yeah, you're right. Okay. That's what I thought. So, yeah, there's quite a few Spider-Man movies. I mean, you could also say maybe the Venom ones kind of are included in this. I've seen people include those in Yeah, because like Sony was calling it like a... Uh, Sony, not Marvel, or not the MCU. Sony was calling it like uh, their Spider-Man extended whatever and counting Venom as part of their Spider-Man extended universe or whatever. It's all They're all trying to make their own thing and their own empire. But well, that makes sense to me because... So we're talking about Amazing Spider-Man 2. I've always stated that Venom felt like it belonged in that universe. So that... I, I mean, I would count it in that. I definitely wouldn't count like the Venom we see in the Venom movies as part of like the Raimi universe. I feel like that Venom and the one we see are very, very different. Yeah. Um, but uh, with Amazing Spider-Man 2, so you just watched all of the Spider-Man movies in order. Yeah, I didn't get to the Tom Holland ones yet. Um, or, okay, so, but you've so seen the Raimi ones. The, and all the, the Raimi ones and then all, and then both of the Amazing Spider-Mans. Um, okay. Well, I watched both of the Amazing Spider-Mans last night, actually. It was five hours of... Why didn't you invite me to that? That would have been fun. Dull oh my gosh. boredom. Oh, come on. Yeah. The Amazing Spider-Man ones are great. I love I love Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. I'm so excited to see him in the new in the new film. Uh, I hear he's going to have about 21 minutes of screen time and 25 is going to go to Tobey Maguire. I'm um, I'm I'm excited to see him in the new movie. I think he's a fine uh, actor. I, I mean, I love him as an actor, um, and I think he brings his personality to the character. I think the way the character is used is really stupid. Like, he... It's like he doesn't have any responsibility. It's so weird. <laughs> like, it's what? like the character, it's like the whole point is that he has responsibility, and he's just like, ah, do what I want. What? I would like you to elaborate a little bit. What do you mean? Like... <sighs> What responsibilities are, are, are he is so, he just totally disregarding? Like, he just doesn't have 
at the end of the 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 second one or the first one specifically, he's his whole thing is that he's trying to like take on the responsibility of Spider-Man, but he's really just using like responsibility as an excuse to go after Uncle Ben's killer. So like he's just basically like trying to get revenge. Whereas in the first Raimi Spider-Man movie, he basically like accidentally kind of kills the guy right at the beginning, right after, right like the literally the day that he gets that Uncle Ben gets shot. Um, so that kind of forces him to be like, "Oh crap, I need to take responsibility." Whereas this one is, I'm using this full responsibility to allow myself to do bad things. Um, it's just so weird. Um, and then he, and then he, the whole time, it's just his again. It's the same thing where he's like. I have to use my powers for good, but then he just ends up using that to move the plot forward in really weird ways, like really weird ways. So how do you feel about the second one? So with the second one, I like, okay, I like the second one a lot better. I think the first one is awful. Like I, I really, think amazing. really, really, really bad. Oh. I think the second one is way overhated because it's a billion times better than the first one. It's still not a good movie, but I kind of weirdly like it. <laughs> See, I think the second one definitely gets the vibe of Spider-Man a little better, like how it starts out like with him and the kid, yeah. him with the kid, and he's like, you know, helps him with the with the project that the bullies destroyed. Yeah, that's and a like, good scene. And all of his quipping while he's like fighting um, the rhino before he's the rhino when he's hijacking yeah. the truck, which is a great, great scene. And um, this is also the first Spider-Man that goes on, like at least in the movies, beyond college <laughs> like as far as ter in terms of like the main one because i think isn't, isn't what do you mean he's going to college in this one well but i mean like usually spider-man's a high schooler right but in but in the second one right at the beginning it's the graduation so he's out oh. of high school then at yeah that in the point. in the in the Raimi movies he's in college oh yeah i suppose he is uh, that's the best the part like one. i think one of the best parts of the Raimi movies is that like he's out of college and he's like he's moved out of the house he's living by himself whereas in this one he's still living in aunt may's house and stuff like it just and then again it's like the whole responsibility of life thing so like the first uh Raimi spider-man it's like the 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 um the powers given to him are kind of like this weird onset of adulthood. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like puberty sort of is what the, the th it's not, it's not an allegory for puberty. That's, I don't want to say that, but it's so funny. You say but that. it's like, an, it's like, it's like, you know, the, the responsibility of the powers instantly being given to him is sort of like the, the, his adulthood sort of blooming. And then, so in the second one, like he's, he's out of the house, like he's, he's full on adult and it's just, he's smacked by all of these, this responsibility, not just as Spider-Man, but in actual real life. This one, he doesn't have any of that responsibility because, like, again, he's living at home. He just kind of does whatever he wants with. Doesn't with, have a with job. Gwen. He doesn't have a like. He doesn't. He doesn't work for the bugle at all. There's like one scene where he's 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 emailing. He's emailing Jay Jonah Jameson. Like that's so pathetic. Like in the in the Raimi movies, you actually get him talking to Jonah Jameson, which are some of the best scenes. Like you have to. Like, oh yeah, yeah. J.K. Like, Simmons nailed it's, it, it's and like probably the best scenes in the entire movie. And this one is happening over an email. I think it, was and it has nothing they, to do well, with they, the actual movie. They couldn't get him back for these ones. Well, I understand that. I'm just saying the fact that it's, he's emailing J. John Jameson and, and like he, he the, the, the point that I'm trying to make is that he doesn't have a job. He's not trying to balance life and Spider-Man. He's only really doing he's Spider-Man He's trying to balance stuff. his romantic life. He's trying to, he's trying to balance his romantic life, but that's it. Like there's no other thing happening other than that, really. And the, he's trying to figure Whereas out the mystery of his parents. And, 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 
that's that's what the dumbest part of the movie. That is the single dumbest part of the entire movie. I, I, <laughs> I like I like a lot of this movie way more than other people do. I love I, I love really, this movie. I really like his relationship with Gwen. Like I I totally buy into that. Yeah, way better than MJ in, in, in well, the Raimi I ones. Think, I think I disagree with that. But you think that his relationship it's is so much more interesting from a story perspective. I think their chemistry. Like I don't buy their chemistry quite as much. I think Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone just have natural chemistry with each other which is why the first movie of this is so stupid like they literally like talk to each other for the first time in the classroom like and they're supposed to have known each other since middle school like how on earth are you guys not already dating like it just annoyed me (laughs) it's like this is is really the first time you guys are talking maybe maybe she wasn't single for a while I don't know I mean, but they don't show that. Whereas in this Raimi movie, like it's just every single thing the Raimi movies do better. Like she's she's his. I mean, she's not. It's not Gwen. It's MJ. But she's his neighbor, and she's getting her dad's a, a jerk, and she has a boyfriend. So it's all these different reasons as to why they haven't gotten together. Yeah, up to that point. Well, but they still have Gwen Stacy's dad is but a they, cop. But they still have a relationship with each other because when he takes out the trash, then they talk to each other and they kind of have this back and forth. But it's just never like you know magnetic or anything. Whereas this, it's like they talk to each other for the first time and they're instantly into each other. Where so that that's that's what makes the first movie really annoying. And the I second don't think movie, they're instantly into each other. I mean, they, they pretty much are. It's like it's a scene later where they're like, "Hey, you want to go?" And they're like, and it's super awkward and like, but it's like it's like really cutesy and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." But in the second movie. They've already had an established relationship, so I can buy into it more. Yeah. Um, and you've got the whole thing of it's it's kind of dumb, but I buy into it of him like he doesn't want to be with her because his her dad said no, and that's like a responsibility he, that he feels, feels that he has an to follow. To, yeah. The problem with that is that the movie goes back and forth on it like fifty times. No, that, like he and wants he just, her, he and then he does chooses. it, and then he does again, and then he doesn't like the movie. This movie never moves forward; it just goes back and forth, which is just oh like it just God. makes it so it doesn't really have a sense of momentum. I, you know, I'm actually really happy you're so enthusiastic about it, which means that it kind of, in some way, shape, or form, like. You were really getting into it. I was getting into the second one. The first one, I was getting into it. I just hated every second of it. I was so freaking bored by the first one. You didn't like the sewer fight with like him and all the... Oh, my I mean, that was so cool. And I think there's a couple good scenes in the first one, like the, the bus scene... Or like when cool. all when all the, the when all the does, cranes like, line up, that's and it's the so... dumbest thing ever. Oh. I hate that. Whoa. Okay, literally, <laughs> why on earth? First of all. If Spider-Man has his leg shot by a bullet, which is itself is dumb because Captain Stacy says, hey, guys, don't shoot at him. And then he shoots him anyways. Like a second, like why? And the reason is to set up this thing, which the thing they're setting up is also dumb. Okay, if Spider-Man... <laughs> Calm down, dude. Sorry. Holy okay. cow. If Spider-Man has <laughs> like, his leg shot and he's limping and can't do anything, why would they want to even help him? Like, there's, like he's not... They don't know. The crane guys don't know. But they they, they know don't know he's shot. But they know that they need to help him. Yeah, they're because he doesn't have a also, clear. How do they even know what's going on and know what's going on fast enough to actually do the whole thing? And how are their cranes all the way down this entire street? Like everything about that scene is so stupid. And then after <laughs> he actually swings all the way down, his leg is just magically do you healed wanna, how because about he's gone down the cranes. Giddy, like, do, do you want to talk about Amazing Spider-Man 1 and Amazing Spider-Man 2? Do you want to do that? Do you want to do the scores for the two? Yeah. I mean, I'm fine I with that. I feel like that we're as already we doing can, that. As long as we can still do talk about the Raimi movies, because I just like those more. We don't have to score them, but I'm going to keep talking about them just because I can't oh, help one it. Day, but let's, let's, I think what we should do is set fine. aside let's, a Raimi day. And I, yeah, that's well, not a bad be, idea. It'll, it'll be our Raimi idea. day fund. That's yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. 
But yeah, let's let's let's, let's score let's, Amazing Spider-Man. Okay, and, well, hold on. First. So I I think there's a lot of good things you're overlooking with the first Amazing Spider-Man movie. I think that yeah, I think you're right that there's a Ooh. lot of great chemistry. I like how it's just I love Andrew Garfield Spider-Man and I really hate Tobey Maguire's. And the the reason why one is like Tobey Maguire, I could never buy that he was Spider-Man. He never looked like he would be in shape enough for it. He never had the 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 vibe of somebody who's in high school. He always looked like he was, you know, like 30 in every scene of that series. And it's just he's yeah. at least Andrew Garfield one, he like, doesn't look like a high schooler. He, Tom Holland looks is the Tom only Holland one who is, actually looks like a high he schooler. He looks like he's like a freshman or sophomore. I feel like Andrew Garfield pulls off the senior. And and yeah, I think that works I, time I, wise. I'll give it to you. I the weird thing is he looks I think Andrew Garfield, I do agree, but he looks younger in this movie than he did in the social network two years earlier. Like they yeah. do a good job of like aging him down. He's still thirty years old when he did this movie. But he doesn't but, look like he's thirty, whereas Toby Maguire looked like he was clearly thirty. And so did every other person in that well, school. I, mean, I think that's like, but that's just the first one. I so cause after that, so in the in two and three, two and three are my favorite. I think the first one is okay. Two and three, I think, are really good. And I think two, it's in two and three where it's like, it doesn't matter because he's not in high school anymore. Wow. Um, he's kind of just like, he's just a dude. Like, he's just a, in a, and that's what Spider-Man is supposed to be. Like, he's just a guy who is who has responsibility and has to go through life while following what he's supposed to do. But he was also supposed to be one of the younger superheroes. That was always his thing. I mean, is he was this teenager. He was in sure. high school. That wasn't a thing, really. Other than, like, Shazam, who was 10 or 12 or but whatever I mean, with Billy Batson the in the 30s. the context of the movie, though, he's not young anymore. He's coming into his own as yeah, an adult. But I'm just saying that it was. I never bought that he was a high schooler with the Raimi ones, whereas in the Amazing Garfield ones well, and, 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 and in the Tom Holland ones. I'm he's only a high schooler in the first movie is what yeah. I'm saying. Okay, well, same goes for the second one too, kind of. Or same goes for the second series as well. I mean, he's only really in high school for that first one. Yeah. But I always, but I always thought that one thing somebody said is like, Tobey Maguire, somebody said Tobey Maguire embodies like the... the Tobey Maguire the, embodies the, Peter, the, Parker, Peter Parker. Peter Parker. Andrew and Garfield then embodies Spider-Man and Tom Holland does both. That I've yeah. heard somebody say that also. Yeah, it's it's like the common thing. I don't agree about necessarily the Tobey Maguire part, but I definitely feel like Andrew Garfield, in terms of the quippiness and the way that you imagine Spider-Man, his personality when he's in the suit and when he's actually fighting crime, that definitely is most... Well shown with the Andrew Garfield ones. I that's exactly what I thought before rewatching this. After rewatching this, I'm like, Tom Holland's better as Peter. As, as sorry, as, as Spider Man. I yeah. think almost a hundred percent. Like like he just fits into the MCU's brand in terms of like quippiness. But this is a very like, that's a very different thing he's trying to fit into. They're, they never were the, trying to put. But they were never. I feel like the whole MCU itself is a lot more lighthearted. And it's definitely... That's the one thing... Other, sorry, go ahead. Well, the MCU was always lighthearted, and that's, you know, Disney, when they bought the rights to Star Wars, were kind of in the middle of this, like, we have these huge yeah. things and really serious I, topics. It really and then sucks they, that Star Wars got stuck in the... That, that acquisition of, got, of Star Wars got stuck in the middle of the MCU craze. Like, that's really because sad. Because they, they wrote it's just trendy. Star Wars... Well, they it's wrote just trendy. Star Wars it's just, they wrote like Star Wars it was around an MCU. A, around a trend, yeah. They wrote Star Wars, at least the dialogue and the way characters acted, they wrote it like it was like a... a 
a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yeah, I mean, even, minus even the Ryan 80s Johnson's movie suffers from that, I think. But but here's for as my much th- as I like that movie, I think it does suffer from that. Problem. But what I liked is Sony was able to separate that and was able to just look at it like. But this is that's our- what I don't like about this movie. At least the first one, especially the first one, it's just so drab. Like it doesn't have fun with the character at all. It's created. It's treated like 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 a like a like the Nolan's Batman movies, where it's like this is supposed to be gritty and realistic. That's what this movie felt like to me. So and like I it's also just, gotta give them and props. It just they ends gave up being the, boring. It was the first live action one with the actual physical with web, the web shooters. shooters. Yeah, you know, I always thought that was kind of weird that they went with more like the Spider-Man noir. And I'm sure there's a million other iterations of Spider-Man where he's where he, it's out of his body. I kind of like that. I don't it's know. It's gross, man. I don't know. It just seemed really weird to me that that was how that was. One thing that never made sense to me about Spider-Man. Okay, I, I get that his hands are like grippy, and they kind of show that in the Raimi one. But yeah, how does they he show ever? His, like, but how does he grip things. something through his shoes? <laughs> you know, he he can like know. Walk, you know like in 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 the animated Spider-Man movie, Magic. like you see them walking <laughs> on the side of the wall. Yeah. What is making contact with that outside of this regular shoe? What I have is no going idea, on? And the same thing happens with like with the Spider-Man movies. Like maybe his finger would able to be able to get through the the fabric of his suit. Enough where those little tiny Maybe barbs the same would with do his it. Feet, then I suppose but I don't know. Does he go barefoot and then it's like super thin under or there? Or it's just like, really thin booties. I, I mean, he does in the first Amazing Spider-Man. He does throw a shoe at uh, at the lizard when he's in the lab. When he goes into the wall and he quit changes. Oh man, the lizard! Can we talk about how terrible of a villain the lizard is? What? His Come whole on, plan man. is to turn well, the hey, city into a bunch of Zuckerbergs. You? You mean Cronenbergs? <laughs> Well, sure, either one. Isn't that what? I thought you were making like a Rick and Morty no, joke here. No, I was here. making a joke of the fact that Zuckerberg's a lizard. Oh, I thought <laughs> you were trying to do like, uh, you misspoke and were trying to do like a Rick and Morty no. joke there, but uh, it kind of does the Rick and Morty thing, though, now that I think about it. Well, it's, it's just, just so dumb. A chemical and, it, and he does the whole thing and he turns like two people into lizards and then they never go back to them. Well, like, he they got the cured. Po- he sh- no, they I know, but cured. he shoots the police with the gun. And then they, or the 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 thing gun, and then they go. They get the police. Like you see them transform, and like they're literally never shown again. They don't show the consequences of that at all. Compare that to like Batman Begins, where Scarecrow shoots the fear gas, and we actually see the people like get fear gas, and we see the chaos that erupts as a result of this. This movie's too lazy <laughs> to even do that. This movie like shoots the thing off, and the p- police are there, and then the next time we see them, they're cured, and literally nobody Animation else in the entire costs city. Money. Well, I know, focus. but it's just a pathetic story decision. Like, it has absolutely it's, it's zero consequences whatsoever. To and that. his entire motivation is pointless. Like, what does he want to make the city perfect? Like, it he wants to get like, rid of any sort city? of disease and ailments for human beings. Right, so his whole thing at the beginning because is that he's trying him. to heal himself. And he does. So it doesn't really ever believably transition him from oh I want to be my I want to heal myself to oh I need to heal everybody it happens in like a single scene compare this to like um to Doc Ock who it's like you've got several scene transitions of where he wants to create sustainable energy he goes too far he can't hold himself back his chip breaks like there's and then and then the robots gradually start to control him he breaks out he kills a bunch of people and then he's trying to do the exact same thing that he did before so he hasn't changed his goal at all he's just taking it a step further he's this is trying dude to is, finish his work right and this guy did finish his work but and now then, he's just like... Right, it's just so stupid. I, I will say you're right that in comparison to how Doc Ock does it, it definitely I mean, isn't it, as yeah, solid, like, but... I mean, in comparison to Doc Ock, Doc Ock is the best comic... Like, pro- I think probably the best comic book villain 
of all time probably. in terms of movies in or terms of in movies any, yeah okay because i was just like, saying like, like out of all comic almost books better than joker like almost out of comic books i would either give it to ozymandias i'm just talking or, about i'm just talking about movies because that's all yeah. that's i don't read the comics yeah i mean i've read some comics i just don't have an extensive knowledge of it yeah it's 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 tough where where that would line up i don't know i do feel like Raimi for yeah, like Ozymandias for is like great, but not in the movie as much yeah, well, because his plan is to blow up the city instead of drop a squid on it. Oh, they so dr- stupid. Well, they dropped the squid in the TV in show. The TV show, but the TV show is not the movie. So it's the TV show. Well, the comic book is canon, and the TV show is just continuing the canon. No, no, no comic I'm, book. I'm saying that if we're but, talking about film, yeah, comic book villains. The well, film Watchmen does not have the squid. Okay, well then just count the TV show Ozymandias. It's the same. It doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, semantics. Moving on. I just want to say, Raimi did like a really interesting thing where for like three minutes, the movie just went from a superhero movie to a horror movie. Oh, it's, it's so like, awesome. That's my favorite scene in literally any in, Spider Man movie. That second one, it's my like, favorite movie. Oh my scene God. In any Spider Man movie. It's brutal. It's I'm amazing. Like, I'm like, like it, there is not a single. Uh, example of cinematic craft that great in <laughs> literally probably any comic book movie. Like e- even Nolan's Batman movies, nothing matches that in terms uh, <laughs> of c- pure cinematic craft. What? Okay, so I. Oh gosh, now I gotta ask you, who do you like better? Um, the the um, James Franco. Green Goblin or the Dane DeHaan Green Goblin? Oh, James Franco, 100%. Come on! Not even a question. James, Dane Dane DeHaan looks like he's smoking meth or or on meth or something. (laughs) He's dying! I know, it's He's dying! Cut him some slack! He's he's 100% making choices. They are not choices that I think work most of the time. I um, love Dane DeHaan. He's very much I, I love him, I'll, I in, love him movie, in any but movie. We're talking, about, we're talking about Amazing Spider-Man right now, though, right? Now. Yeah. So if we're gonna, so we got to score. First Amazing Spider-Man, you're going to really hate this one. Yeah, I don't I, mind it. I don't like it as much as the second one, but I do I do still like it. I feel like it has a lot of great moments in it. Also, Stan Lee's cameo is a lot of fun. I think, um, I think the best moment in this movie, we're talking about moments, is the moment where he saves the kid from the car. Um, like that's, yeah, it's gives, like, him the, okay, gives him the hat. Actual humanity, but that movie doesn't ha- like that should be like the first thing that he does. Um, that like if you're if we're talking about how to restructure this movie, it's not even that hard. You literally just take that moment because that's when Lizard breaks out too. That's Lizard's first thing. Like that's the first that should be like. 30 minutes earlier in the movie. Like, there's a whole bunch of random garbage. What about the basketball also, scene? why does... He, that scene's stupid. This, why does he steal milk? Like, why is milk the reason that Uncle Ben dies? That is that is so dumb. I don't know. Why was, like, wrestling uh, Macho Man Randy Savage? It's $3,000. It's know, not a can of milk. <laughs> it was... I don't know, man. It... I don't know what to tell Sorry, you. I thought about that because I'm just thinking about how you get from that moment to you just you got to go from that moment. You cut out the entire thing where he's searching for his killer. You make the killer either don't have him chase after him or have him accidentally die like he does in the first one, and then go straight to that. Like there's just so much <laughs> filler in this movie. Again, and the reason is because they're going for that gritty, realistic tone that was set by the 2008 Dark Knight movie, and I don't know why they did this because. It just gives the film no personality or character. You don't have to go the the, the can't be exaggerated route that Rami went. I love that route, but there's other ways you can tell a story other than just making it like we're sitting in a room and talking and being boring, like and talking about science stuff. And here's the pseudo science, <laughs> stupid. Like, like I know you're this entire, into this, but this I love your entire movie. Like I was I was bored to tears. 
tears watching this. Like I, several moments in the film, I literally shouted out. Like you know that scene in the office where where uh, Mindy Kaling or where Kelly is sitting in the, in the thing, and and I don't even know who's talking, but she sits there and she's like, all of a sudden goes, I'm dying because she's so bored, and she says that occasionally I die bored. Like I literally did that in this movie. <laughs> like that's how stupid and dumb and like just obnoxious this movie is. Okay, I'm glad this Again, is this I'm is your Princess like Bride. Andrew Garfield. This is your Princess okay, Bride. We can't even compare Amazing no, Spider-Man to Princess is, Bride. This is exactly it's how I felt. It's not even the same thing, though. Like, it, it, uh, your reaction to this and your issue with so many bits of the story that don't make sense and the fact the that you Princess were bored Bride out of your mind. Princess Bride is not, like, it is this, not boring. It's just not. This is, it's this, this feel, I want you to remember this feeling. Now, put that into perspective this is how i was feeling when i was watching princess bride okay that's how i felt you now you know i wish we would have done that as a double feature this should have been a comparison if i had known that i, I can't believe that way. like literally every episode remember when we used to say that every episode we talk about joker yeah like, and that happened like in 2019 now it's just every episode we talk about princess bride well it's just because it's such a standout and we were on such different sides of the spectrum where you love that movie and you gave it like almost you gave it a 48 and I gave it a four I mean or something like that or I gave it a six it was like something right around there I know it ended up super low and it's going to be the same thing here but at least I don't uh, love this movie to the extent that you love Princess Bride I should hope not but <laughs> but I still enjoy this movie and I think it sets up the second one really well and I just love the, that iteration. I love the Andrew Garfield one. I cannot wait to see more of him. You get to see more of your favorite movie villain now in the That's new true, Spider-Man yeah. movie. And I mean, what I like about that is we're 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 about to see the Spider-Man movie that has something for everybody and it's also fixing things. Well, that's what they said about Rise of Skywalker and look how that turned out. But this one literally has. If you have, a, if you like a villain from one of the three different things or 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 from the uh, five movies that came before the Tom Holland one. If you like any of those villains, you're going to see them. If you like either of the other Spider-Men, you're going to see them, and they're going to be a part of this. And it's it's just it's something for everybody. And I am I'm I'm excited. I'm so hyped for that. I can't. I'm wait cautiously to do it. optimistic. Okay. Well, that's how <laughs> right, I was feeling. What's your score for first impression on Amazing first impression? I loved it. I was like, wow! I can't believe how bad the Tobey Maguire ones were, and now I know what a Spider-Man movie should be. That was how I felt. I was like, dude, I I remember coming out I'm of that really theater. I'm really surprised that you don't like the Tobey Maguire ones. I hate them, dude. Because they're like the second one's the all right, same, but because like just in terms of like 2000s blockbusters, that's like the same era that like the prequels came out. Because I feel like all the people who like the prequels are the same people. Maybe this is just in my head, but all the people that like the prequels are the same people that like the the Raimi Spider-Man movies. I don't know. Because they're I, the same kind you of, like... You also have to remember that everybody was superhero-deprived. No, there were no, like, major superhero movies, really, before that. I mean, you had, like... I mean, yeah, X-Men... Who did you have? You had there's X-Men X -Men movies? So X-Men was, like, the landmark, because X-Men was, I think, 2000. And then Spider-Man came out in 2002, and it was a huge hit. Yeah. And that's kind of, like, really and then, the first Spider-Man is what... then you had Fantastic what, Four, and then you had the Hulk movie. But Fantastic Four, neither of those really count in terms of, like, well, landmark precedence. But I'm saying X -Men that... X-Men and Spider-Man were the first two, and then Batman Begins. So it's those three. So from 2000 to 2002 to 2005, those are the three that kind of, Hulk like... Hulk is in 2004 or 2003 Well, there. I know, but it doesn't... It, it wasn't a hit. Like, nobody watched it. It, it, didn't, it didn't set up the genre like it was just a kind of like an outlier because then and then you get dark knight in 2008 and iron man in 2008 so that's kind of the trajectory 
And then from then, and from 2008 is where things really change because after that everything kind of breaks out into the into the current landscape. Yeah, and because and I, get, of Dark Knight and Iron Man, and both of which I think are two of uh, probably the two best, the two like, best from both. Everything goes from downhill both, from there. Well, I think those are the two best literally. from both studios from DC and from Marvel. Well, I know. That's what I'm saying. And it's from there you get from Dark Knight, DC starts to go to their dark and greedy direction, which is weird that Spider-Man kind of ends, like Amazing Spider-Man kind of ends up being part of that. And then the MCU... But the MCU, MCU was not way too Marvel. campy and jokey. MCU, no, MCU is not campy. MCU is not campy. Not in the same way that Raimi's are campy. Look MCU is too jokey and lighthearted. Not, not this. It's not the same thing. It's definitely okay. not campy. Yeah. MCU goes after what well, Iron Man. I mean, even but MCU changed from Iron Man. I think it's like you get to Avengers event. I mean, 2012, you get Avengers and Dark Knight Rises. Like again, two it's kind of two of the same. And, and Avengers is what kind of like I think solidifies the MCU's like. Campy, not camp. Sorry, not quippy is the word quippy, I meant to say. Yeah. Quippy, lighthearted tone for all time because it made six hundred million dollars, and they're like, "Well, if we're gonna make that much money, everyone, we're gonna keep doing that." Yeah, and and that was the issue because that was the same year they bought Star Wars, and they're like, "If this is gonna work yeah. for this, why right. wouldn't it work for Star yes, Wars?" And exactly. they didn't realize that it's just such a different thing, and you can't totally do that. Yeah. Um. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, but. I re- I just didn't like the to- I, I think it was Tobey Maguire. I don't hate the casting for the villains. I don't hate the stories for those. But I thought Tobey Maguire, the people who are supposed to be kind of around him but as his main like, circle, I mean, were were just not solid. And I always found it very annoying. And I know it's kind of the Peter Parker thing. You're always late for something. There's always yeah. more conflict being injected. But I'm like, how hard is yeah, it to it's make? Conflict. But it's how story. hard it's is drama. it to just melodrama? You show up for work. You do your shift for work. You know you, MJ's got a play that's going on at 8 o'clock tonight. How hard is it to make that? Like, it's it's not like it's a morning well, yeah, show. yeah, it's melodrama. And, Again, it's not realistic. But, but it's just, like, it just always was annoying. I'm like, this isn't that hard, dude. Like, I, just just don't put on the suit for a day, for God's but sake. But that's what just he do ends it. up doing then. But, like, he, he says, okay, screw it. And then it. he gets his life together. So then just, yeah, exactly. That's the whole point of the movie. Like, that's what makes it a great movie. Anyways, but it shows we, we can't balance it. What's your first impression for Amazing Spider-Man? I loved it. When I came out of that theater, I was like, out of my mind, like I was juiced and I was like, holy cow, this was awesome. I can't believe this is a, a real movie and they did it so much better. I would say a nine. Um, I remember watching this when I was like 13. So I wa- I didn't watch it in theaters, but I watched it at like a sleepover or something. And I was like, I, I r- liked it then. Um, I was like, oh my gosh, Gwen Stacy's dad died. That's so sad. Like I, I, I bought into the emotion. I, and at this point, I hadn't even seen the Raimi movies, I don't think. Um, wow. So you're telling me this is no, the first Spider-Man movie you saw? I think so. Wow. Um, so I, I really liked this, but I didn't I didn't really understand like the point of the story and how bad it was. <laughs> um, now I give this like a three. Like it's, I, I was, again, just... I, I really I'm sorry, hate this movie. If it's first impression, then I feel like you got to go off of how you felt that first time. When I was twelve, yeah, that was your but, first impression. But I was twelve and not intelligent. What year did this come out? <laughs> what year? Two thousand twelve. Okay, so I was thirteen. Right. So I'm. I'm. So I'm. I went off my thirteen. I. I was. That's the audience, though. I was right, the audience. You and I, a, we were the, the target demo. Okay. We argue about this this way this works every time. Whether first impression <laughs> is whether you just watched it or if you rewatched it, if it was the first time that you watched it. Every single time. And I can never decide which one I like more. If you can't remember if your reaction, be, then do whatever your most recent sure, one is. Sure, that's fair. I'll, I'll say seven. Okay, there we go. I definitely did not think it was the greatest movie ever. 
Well, Even I then. wasn't. I was thinking it was the best Spider-Man movie because I had seen the other I mean, three I would ones say before. The best that. Spider-Man because the only one that I had seen. Well, out um, of the four that had come out, I was thinking, oh my gosh, that was way better than any of the Tobey Maguire ones. Andrew Garfield's my guy. Yeah. So um, stories next category. Story. If I have to give seven to first impression, <laughs> which I'm fine with. I'm okay being optimistic. All right. Uh, story. I mean, it's I, not. I how liked I feel it. Today. I don't know if I liked it as much as the second one. Um, I thought it was really solid overall. I kind of liked the implementation of his parents because that was something it's that so they never nice. delve into. And there's, then and there's it, a reason why they never they delve have into a, it because it's stupid. But they have a deeper... Like, why they, do they make his parents be the one that created the spider? That's so stupid. Like, it's just stupid connectivity that doesn't matter. It makes sense how he's so Whereas, smart. Like, compared like, to like... No, no, but like, why does it have to be... Why do they have to make the spider? Like, the spider in the is just random. Like, it, that's the... I mean, I... I, I <laughs> It's. I mean, say what you will. I mean, but then there's other connectivity stuff. Like it's it's good to have connectivity in your in your film between like different characters. Like in Spider-Man Three, when it's Sandman's the one who actually killed Uncle Ben. Like that's good. That 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 makes sense because he has to then uh, like have a have a pre-existing relationship with him, and it causes conflict. This never. It doesn't cause any dramatic conflict that his dad is the one who created the spider. Other than the fact that like the only, I think like the only reason they do that is so that he didn't get uh, like crackhead face when he took the spider like like Dane DeHaan did. Like, that's literally the reason why. Because he says, uh, if he was not my related to me, then it would have killed him, or whatever. Yeah, um, it has the DNA, his yeah, family DNA That's in the it. only reason why they do that, and it's just like... Well, like then it works. But like, that, this, just leave it out, and it wouldn't change anything. This movie's already bloated as but it is. then you have the idea that anybody who, oh, could, who would get bit by this spider... I went spider to, I went to get, Amazing Spider-Man 2. We're still talking about Amazing Spider-Man 1. But, but, but they're still including this one, he, too. And this one, they're even less important. They're just showed for... I, I don't know why. I have no idea. I legit don't know. The idea that anybody could just get bit by this spider and then get those powers randomly is always kind of harder to believe than if it was genetically coded, then it would make a little more sense well, why not, it would it only work for him sense. and it was an active destiny but then. it's not destiny mm, i don't know i liked they i like the story this. i'm this gonna give what, the story a seven just you know right i'm just gonna give the story a seven yeah. i think it's good i think it could have been better but i did like it i didn't have any issues with it um uh two i hate the story it's awful okay um <laughs> he doesn't like the cranes folks no. <laughs> well i mean it's not again the i know there's a not, lot that the you point don't is like. not that it's stupid i said this uh, when i was talking on letterbox the, I, I listed this whole thing just i was like i was like this is the <laughs> I want to read your letterbox. It's so annoying. <laughs> but the, the, the problem is not that these are like quote unquote logical inconsistencies. I don't care that they're illogical. The point is that the story is flat and boring, and and it's and the logical uh, inconsistencies are a, are a, a symptom of that. Um, like often, like the Dark Knight has a plethora of logical inconsistencies. Like nothing in that movie actually makes sense. But because it's paced really well, has good characters, and has actual thematic uh, intentions, you don't care about the logical inconsistencies because it's actually a good movie. Okay. Um, anyways, I I really don't think this the story here is anything worth anything. Like it, it just should not exist. Um, Again, like, there's no reason to even remake this. Like, I think for all of what the MCU I don't like about it, which I don't even want to talk about that because I'm already what? pissed off as it is. You know what this one has but going for it? The MCU does the thing where it did not do the stupid Uncle Ben story over again, and I thank it for that because it's just like, this is Peter Parker who he is now, and we're not going to have to rehash garbage that we already did three times over. Like, or we don't even see the spider bite in this. 
they actually like yeah Tom Holland's like about to explain it well there was a spider and then like it gets he gets cut off yeah. or something he was about to say it but we know it's just like it's just like uh, Bruce Wayne you know everybody knows what goes on with him everybody knows parents died in the alley he saw it blah 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 Joe Chill that sort of thing everybody gets it unless it's my script that I'm writing in which case it's a little different but um, uh, acting is next category but yeah um I liked it a lot I think there's I, I don't think there's any bad acting in this. I like Uncle Ben. I like Aunt May in this. They are old, but not so old. Like, they, they're not like granny and grandpa, you know, like they are in the Raimi ones. But they're not like young, 50-year-old, you know, divorced parent uh, Aunt May from uh, the Tom Holland one. So like I think th- I think it's definitely, yeah. So, exactly. So... <laughs> So my point is that... I mean, she does. Yeah. So my I mean, po- there's nothing against her. She looks really good for... I don't even know how old she is. Probably but. in her late 40s. But my point is that it actually is probably the most believable uh, Aunt May and Uncle Ben. And then also, I just really like Gwen <laughs> Stacy. I think the choice to do Gwen Stacy instead of MJ is great. I'm hoping that one day we'll get a Spider-Man movie with Black Cat, which would be kind of interesting because that's the other romantic interest out of like the big three for for him that and that's the one that it's never been touched upon other than the video games which I was going to ask you about earlier no, I don't know what you thought of the video that. game no. Spider-Man because um, he does well, really well I think Uncle Ben his performance this is more of a story thing but he he plays Uncle Ben old and curmudgeonly and like lecturing and just like almost mean spirited like he's not a source of wisdom for peter he's just there to tell him like these are the rules and you must follow the rules like it's not like in spider-man where he's like actually cares about peter and wants him to be a better man this one he's like you have to follow the rules like he's just a boomer in this movie (laughs) in the original spider-man he's like actually a a wise old man who who wants peter to do better forget again it's a a larger symptom of this movie's problem that like nothing matters i just now i need a t-shirt with like uncle ben dying and it just says uncle r.i.p uncle boomer or something like that oh my god that's wild man uh yeah, acting, I give it an eight. I, I don't have any issues with the with the acting in this at all. I think everybody fits. Actually, um, I'd give it a nine. I'm sorry. I'd give it a nine. Andrew Garfield nails it for me. I really loved his... He, he's cool, but he's awkward enough where it's believable that he's he isn't... He's definitely not awkward enough. He's... he's like I, I Again, I agree with you. I like him in the role. He's too cool. Like, he, he needs more awkwardness. Because anytime that he's, like, sort of awkward and, like, stuttering and stuff and, like, you know, mumbling, like, that's that's part of what makes him cool. So it doesn't work to make him awkward. Whereas in the... In the yeah, it's just, like... But again, I do like him. I do like... When, I do like uh, Emma Stone. Emma Stone's um, fantastic in these. Yeah. Um... I, I'll say six. Like, there's nothing in, incredible. And the way the acting is used, again, towards the story purpose is just, like... Okay, <sighs> all it, right. You could do so much more with Andrew Garfield's talent, I feel. Okay, um, than, they, than they do. Um, look and feel is the next category. Oh, this is the best-looking Spider-Man movies. These both are. I no. think I think no. the suit looks amazing. It, it, the effects are awesome. CG, That's one thing that everybody CG, agrees. The is CG that, is better than the Raimi movies. 
the way the cinematography, the the score, the pacing, it's all terrible compared to like this the cinematography and score in this is is bad. Like it's just so boring. Uh, where Raimi knows how to move the camera and they got Bill Pope for those movies who um known for working on like The Matrix and Baby Driver and stuff like he's a great cinematographer. Like the shot composition, um like the crash zooms, Imagine. the moving camera, <laughs> the match cuts, like all of the stuff in the in those movies is so incredible. Imagine just if they like, did the again gets gritty and realistic, or in other words, really boring and uncreative. Imagine if they did the Matrix 120 camera 360 <laughs> I mean, shot for like one move. You know that'd just be kind of cool. <laughs> but I don't know. I loved it visually. I thought it looked way better. It didn't look like a really. I, I, the one thing about the Raimi movies, I feel it looks so cheap and cheesy, and don't, I don't. Okay, I don't so, like that. And. So it, depend, it depends on what you're talking about. If you're talking about the camp, like that's part of the fun. If you're talking about the effects, the effects don't really hold up as much. But again, that fits within the tone of the superhero movie. effects are right. Sandman looks great and still Sandman holds does up. Look, but, Sandman does look really good. But, but I feel like the set the design... Swinging, the web swinging is not great. The set, No, the set design is great. The set design is is perfectly within the tone of the superhero movie that Raimi is going for. I don't know. Set design, some of the it's stuff like with like Green Goblin, like the Raimi stuff looks... Great stuff. The, the first, of the, first Raimi movie, I think it looks really, really bad. I think they get better and better throughout the movies. Um, I'm not a big fan of the third one, but the second one I think looks all right. But I don't know. I I would give this one look and feel probably an eight. I'd give Amazing Spider-Man one an eight. Um, this is a like a three. Like I really I think other than visual effects, everything about this I hated. Like the cinematography is bland uh, and it's colorless. Um, which I don't think superhero movies work really as colorless. Like you need color in superhero movies; it's just part of the genre. Um, Tell that to Nolan. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to say that as an overall. Well, Nolan. Okay, Nolan's doing noir, so it's different. He's not doing bombastic, colorful superheroes. He's doing a noir story, which again, noir originates from black and white. So toned down colors, larger shadows makes sense. This is trying to imitate Nolan imitating noir. So it's just too many layers of stupidness <laughs> it's like, where it just ends up being boring. It's copying a copy or like, you know, like in a, in yeah, a it's just copy not, machine. Right. Yeah. That's exactly what's happening. The score, the score in this, the score in the second one is so much better. The score here is just like, feels okay. like copy paste. Right. Like we got to move on. Yeah. Uh, experience is the final category. I had a lot of fun with these movies. Uh, I had no issue with the experience. I'd say an eight. I think I'm just doing an eight because I need room to go above that because I liked yeah, the Yeah, I'm giving this a, like a one or a two. I legit hated this. Oh, okay. I mean, you can give it a this zero be, if this you would want. Be, this would be unwatchable without Andrew. I'm giving it two for Andrew Garfield. Like it, okay. it would be unwatchable. I'm going to give it a one, actually. It would be unwatchable without him. This might and be my Emma lowest scored movie to date. Yeah, and her, too. What about uh, who plays I'm, her I'm dad? Not, I would not be dad? able to watch this without him. Like, who's, it's just, who's the actor who plays her his, her dad? Uh, Dennis, Dennis Leary. Leary. Yeah, he's good, too. I like him. Mm. Um. It's just no choices being made. It's just he's playing a cop in a movie. Like, it's just not interesting. I don't know. For um, some reason, for me, I always had a hard time when I was younger differentiating between Dennis Leary and um, uh, the guy who plays Norman Osborn in the first, uh, in the Raimi movies. I always had a hard time differentiating between those Willem two. Willem Yeah. For a long time when I was younger. And then I was like, oh, yeah, they're different people. Same with, like, Michael Strahlberg and, um, and Joaquin Phoenix. Like, I always had a hard time with those two. What? <laughs> yeah. Look at them side by side and you'll see what I'm talking about. But okay. I, I besides kinda, besides I the lip thing. what you're talking about. It, besides the lip thing, you'll see it. Um, um, well, let's move on to Amazing Spider-Man 2. We yeah. We, I, we kind rock of and roll on that. I mean, we, we've been talking about both. We've been, we've talking, been talking about, about it both. in general. We've, so. we've been talking about it in general. Amazing Spider-Man 2 continues the story uh, of the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. 
Spider-Man uh, after, you know, Gwen's father dies and sacrifices himself a little bit and tells him he Just can't date bit. his girl. But then <laughs> Andrew Garfield does again. Like after a while, he says no to it. But then he does date her again. He's just like, forget it. You know, what am I What am I doing giving up this wonderful girl just because her father doesn't approve and the father's not even around anymore and she wants to date him. And anyways, then you're also dealing with a character with my name, Maxwell. Uh, Max, Dillon. Max Dillon was my joker. Wait, who? <laughs> Max Dillon was my joker. Who's Max Dillon? I'm, I'm missing something. That's his last name, right? No, I thought it was... Uh, I, I I might be wrong, but I thought that it was like... Yeah, it's Max Max. It's oh, Dillon. I don't know if they ever say Dillon in it. That yeah. doesn't sound right to me. They I just do. They always just say... They just say Max, I thought, in it. But yeah, so played by... Uh, I, uh, I, I thought Jamie he was Fox. such a great character when I he, first he's saw good. this. He's good. I thought he had so much... I was like, oh my gosh, he's so sad. He's in Lonely. He wants to be friends I with Spider-Man. Well, imagine him and, and still, Cheetah like, from... Kind of, dude, him and Cheetah from Wonder from, Woman oh 84. Like, they would be the power couple, dude. Like, because they're so... They're uh, like the exact same don't, character. Don't even get me started on that. Movie. They're the same character, though. Essentially, it's like the yeah, nerdy person who knows. I think that movie's almost dumber than this one is in the way that that plays out. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it's the nerdy person. I wear who high gets... heels now, so that makes me a better person, dude. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're not. Let's not get. I'm. My point being is just that you have the nerdy person who's overlooked by yeah, everybody no, and is I know treated what you're bad. Saying. I know what you're and saying. And then, and then, well, I'm not just explaining it to you, Gideon. No, I'm explaining I, right. it to the audience Sorry, here. I don't. And then you, I don't think about the audience. I only think about myself. <laughs> But no, but then then they get superpowers, they get confident, they become evil, and then they fight the main character. And that's kind of what happens with both of these. And I just, yeah. they are the, the, that kind of dynamic. This one beats Cheetah to it by a number of years. But um, yeah, Jamie Foxx does great. Where he turns. But is the problem so is, dumb. the problem with like, the Jamie Foxx like one what is. They do with that character, the, that scene is so stupid. He's literally just standing there. And the police officer's like, all right. Uh, he looks kind of scary. Let's shoot at him. Like, well, what did he do? I think, I think he, he has electricity. I think people didn't like him because the visual was really weird. It was like halfway between Dr. Manhattan and uh, the Kool-Aid man. I don't know. <laughs> like, I, it's really weird. I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's, he's all electrified in blue he, or yeah, it's like blue man group, but like on steroids. I don't know. Blue man group playing a dubstep version of Itsy Bitsy Spider. There we go. Uh, <laughs> I feel like you took that off of your own letterboxd or something. I That's even ready. Uh, but I think the fact that they fixed him and made him more like they the comic book one. They version of Pursuit of Happiness by Kid Cudi for like three seconds. I did take that from my letterboxd. But I don't understand where that came from. It's so random. Like it's it's legit like four seconds of the song. I was like, <laughs> the needle drops in these movies. Sorry. Okay. But anyways, there's he's just, in I'm this. I'm sorry. There's just so many weird, dumb he, he things He becomes Electro this. and... The new Spider-Man movie that's about to come out kind of fixes him visually, but it is still Jamie Foxx, and yeah. it is still that character. I love the joke, so about him, it's like, you forgot my birthday, Spider-Man, or <laughs> forgot my name, Spider-Man, time to die. <laughs> like, or they were comparing his issues with Spider-Man compared to all the other guys, and it just was like nowhere near the same gravity. <laughs> but um, I'm hoping Dane DeHaan uh, is in the new one. Uh, that would be great to see him as as Green Goblin again. Yeah, I don't um, but I feel like they would go with James Franco earlier than they would do Dane DeHaan. Uh, but yeah, you have him, and then you have Harry Osborn coming back from uh, 
being away, he's still Peter's best friend, and they're hanging out a little bit. And he they finds feel out like that they just met each other. It's like the exact opposite of what happens with Gwen and Peter in I the first movie. So. It's like they first meet each other, but they feel like they've known each other for twenty years. And then when when Peter and uh, Dane DeHaan first meet each other, it's like they're supposed to be have been friends for twenty years, but it feels like they're first meeting each other. For, like I don't understand where these decisions have been, been made. It's like they've been lab partners a couple times. They know each other. It's his first time <laughs> over at his house, that kind of thing. <laughs> but I thought that they had a fine dynamic. They, uh, Harry finds out that he's dying. His he gets frozen out of his company. Viral retroplasia. Yeah, <laughs> he gets frozen out of his company, and then he is angry because he thinks the cure is again all these is, things is, that are just being randomly Spider-Man's, told to us. Like there's no uh, there's no uh, foregrounding for this, any of this Gideon, whatsoever. You, you gotta just, like, let me explain this plot dude, a little so bit. I'm, I'm trying to get through this I'm, plot. I'm, I, I know can't. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying and, to shut up. And, and I, I'm so, legit. I'm legit trying to stop talking. I'm not even kidding. I'm just, I, I'm trying I'm my hardest. Done. I'm almost I'm done. I'm trying my hardest. So he's trying to get cured for this disease. He thinks Spider-Man's DNA is the key. Peter Parker knows that his <laughs> DNA will will kill him because that that whole serum thing is only coded to his genetic line. So if Peter Parker has a kid, he would he could maybe survive the disease, but nobody else could. And so it's just going on with that. And eventually, <laughs> Gwen Stacy gets captured, uh, and and Electro gets into a crazy music grid, which is kind of cool visually the, that they the do power that. grid that can play music. I thought it was alright. I was like, whatever, I'm they're meshing with, it into I'm, it. I'm it was fi- an artistic I'm choice. With, I'm right, like, yeah, whatever. That, well, yeah, that I'm fine with. Like, it's better than the first movie because it's kind of stupid, but at least <laughs> it's a choice that they're making. Yeah, and then he beats them, and then, you know, spoiler alert here, I'll give you a few seconds of me. Gwen dies. Libby. Okay, yeah, she, she <laughs> dies. Well, it's going to be heavily implied, I guess, in the next movie, I think, in the next Spider-Man movie. Like, I think Andrew Garfield, everybody's predicting he's going to have his redemption moment where yeah, he gets to save MJ. MJ. Yeah, which I'm hoping for. That's going to be so awesome. But I do like that they added the the life always gets harder for Peter Parker aspect again. He loses the girl he loves, and now he's got to go find wherever MJ is and hopefully rekindle something with her. The problem, I agree. The problem is that here, that happens five minutes before the movie's over, so the entire main arc of his character gets shifted to the last five minutes where he has to go through an entire emotional beat before the movie ends, that should if that's what you're gonna do with his character and be about him overcoming that, like that should be the halfway point of this movie. And then Rhino's like the whole like like everything in this movie and both of these movies is just like shift around structurally. There's like really weird places. You know what I do want to? I, I just one last thing before we get into scores. I would love to see somebody edit this together where it's like the scene where she dies, he's holding her, and then it cuts to Tobey Maguire doing the dance when he's oh, like confident. Oh, someone 100 has done Imagine that. Imagine if somebody you, if they cut I, to I that. I promise you, someone has done that by now. I, no, I'm not kidding. Someone has literally done that. I think I might have even seen it. Oh, I if you if you can find that for me, I would love it. But all right, let's get into stories. First, there's, imp- so, there's so many of those of him doing that stuff on the internet. <laughs> just just her dying and then bam, cuts to him dancing. Yeah, that would just be great. Can you give uh, me rent? This get, is free country. This is not rent free country. Yeah. All right, first first impressions. What did you think? Uh, when I w- okay here, if we're gonna do, go by when I first saw it in theater, I loved this movie when I first saw it as a kid. Okay, I legit thought it was like the greatest thing ever. Again, because I was a stupid fourteen year old kid. But I, and the reason is, I mean, I didn't, I didn't do it on reason. Like the reason was, I was like, I really bought 
Gwen. Like I was like, yeah, she's dead. Oh, and this is making me sad. Like she hasn't I, come back. I mean, other than I, the animated I, I know. One, so. And so like I thought that was like crazy, and it made me love the movie. Um, and let's remember, she has the same amount of Marvel movies as Natalie Portman. So <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I don't know, eight or nine. Like, I really did like this movie a lot when I, I was a too, kid. I did too, dude. I, I loved this movie. I'm going to give this one a nine. I was thinking, the best Spider-Man now with Dane DeHaan? Like, how does that get any better? I was like, I was so hyped. I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God. And I was coming out of that theater like, I hope there's more. I hope there's more. I hope there's more of these. Like, let's do three. Let's do four. Let's make this like as big as Star Wars. And then nothing ever came of it. But I'm about to get kind of like a two and a half with this new one. So that's why I'm so hyped for the new Spider-Man. Just for Andrew Garfield. I could care less about Toby. I could care less about uh, Tom Holland. Let's see Andrew Garfield. Uh, so yeah, nine for me. You gave it an eight or a nine, you said? What uh, is it? Yeah, I said eight. All right, eight. Next category. Story. I liked it. It kept building upon what they established well enough in the first one. The parent uh, story kind of gets fleshed out a little bit more, though it's never fully resolved. But I liked the subway car scene, and he finds that. And there's a lot of interesting things in the briefcase and all that. I digged it. The coins that you get into the the subway house are just randomly inside a calculator that he breaks open and they clatter over. It's like it's just plot contrivance the movie, basically. Whatever, dude. Okay, it is what it is. All right. And Batman always happens, they just happens to be a mansion built above a bat cave. That's and he, not he, even the same thing. Not even in the <laughs> remotely the same thing. This is the spider cave. That's That was what that was kind of but building it, up. He was, was not the one who made it. I'm I just saying it's, it's, it's like yeah. this, it's just and, random plot contrivance to get him Bruce to go Wayne's in there. And Bruce Wayne's family was apparently running the, the underground railroad the, the through thing, that cave. The fact over. that the subway thing is there is not a problem. The fact is that he's, it's, just, it's just they needed him to get into there, so he throws the calculator against the wall. Mm. It's just, it's just, it's just okay. like you can see the screenwriting on, like it's just bad writing. Story for me, I really liked it. I thought the only thing I would have changed is show the final Rhino battle. That was the only thing that bothered yeah, me. That, Every, shot, that bothered that everybody. That shot is literally in the trailer. I know, and then it's, it, so it's weird. Un, totally unresolved. But I still liked it a lot. I would give it a. Uh, I'm going to give it an eight for story. Uh, four or five. It's I really like the story with Gwen. I think they're at least trying to put a heart into this movie. Like her speech at the beginning, it's really overwrought and um and obvious. Where she's like, "Time, we always run out of time." And basically, she says at the beginning of the movie, "I'm gonna die, and you need to get over it." <laughs> like with her with her graduation speech, she just walks up on stage. I'm gonna die. You need to get over it. Like, Bye. Li- legit, that's literally what her speech is. It's it's. But like again, it's like okay, I get it. Like it, you're you're trying to make they have it, like, to allude move to past, it. Move past survival. Like survival is not the only thing that matters. Like you can live your life. You can be passed into dangerous things and like be able to move past it and it's just the way life works people die um you know bleh. i you're, okay, you're so okay, four you're or five you have to pick one here but the rest of the movie saying, doesn't really support that as much as it needs to you're saying um, four or five. well i mean dane dehan's character kind of supports that when he's like you know he, he's trying to keep himself alive rather than like just like living life as he should I mean, so he kind of fits into that he doesn't theme. want to go out like his dad yeah um but again he goes the wrong way about it so that kind of fits thematically but not not great, not as, but uh, uh, f- four. Okay. I like it more than the first one. All right. Uh, Acting. 
Uh, I liked everybody. I think Jamie Foxx is actually really solid. I just think visually that was what turned everybody off from that character was the aesthetic choice to make him blue and lightning-y. Yeah, I don't, I don't even mind that. But I, I thought Jamie Foxx did good. I thought I Jamie, think it's stupid that Dane Electric Eels magically make him into a superhero. I don't know. But... It, Dude, that kind of thing happens in comics. That's oh, how know, it used to be. I'm sure it's something similar to that way long ago when they did it. I also think it's weird that the shocker is not I mean, really I'm an fine. electric. No, I'm fine with it being exaggerated and dumb. It's just like there's no logical connection whatsoever. Well, Peter Parker is even... bit by a spider and then he can crawl on walls and stuff, man. Instead of just well, having like, an but itchy. It's like radioactive and it like and, and changes his genes and stuff. This is like he gets bit. And then electricity stuff happens and then he it, he still he changes into complete whatever. It's not it's not a big deal. I, I I like him as an actor as well. Jamie Foxx, I think, brings a, a... Like, I really do empathize with him in this role, honestly. Like, okay. legitimately. Yeah. It's sad. He's, he's a sad, he's a sad, sad tragic I, again, character. Again, I said Max Dillon was my Joker when I was 14. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There we go. Um, yeah, acting... I'll I, give this a six. I Again, it's not or, any better or worse than the first one, really. I'd give it a... I'm going to give it an eight. You give the first one a nine. Just so you know. Ooh. Okay, then, yeah, nine. Bump it oh, up. Because, okay. yeah, I, I, I didn't have it. I mean, I don't really have any issues with anybody. I think, yeah, I think it maintains and yeah. it, it's it's the same level. The I next think the category level. is look and feel. Oh, man. the I'm one of the people who doesn't like the aesthetic choice of doing blue Jamie Foxx. Um, and... But they did such a good job with Rhino. Like, his suit is really, really good. And, like, they do a really good job with um, Green Goblin. You know, I, I don't mind the angry leper Green Goblin. Like, that kind of is interesting to me. So, mm -hmm. I don't know. Look and feel was, again, really good. Music was good. Visually, Music it's still the so best. Music is so much better. Visually, it's the still the best Spider-Man movie to me. So, I don't know. It's uh, definitely not that. But I don't know. I'd give it. I think this is one of those movies that Hans Zimmer um, worked as like he's the main name on it, but he's like not the one who did the majority of the score. Um, oh, God. Yeah. I, you, like know, I, like, you know, I like, hate Hans Zimmer for that kind like of crap. Six, well, I mean, I like the score that he does by himself. This one, he's like listed, and then there's like six contributors to the score besides him. Yeah. Um, and you can hear it. It's not, it's not even close to his best, his, his best compositions. Um, but I mean, you do get kind of the electrical vibe throughout it. Um, I think I think uh, uh, Max has a has a has a genuinely like decent theme for him. Spider Man has a decent theme for him. Yeah. Um, those two are the primary things that are going. I on do here like with the, the score. audio. Like at least they have light motifs in this movie. The yeah. first one is just like intense things happening. Let's play this generic uh, like intense music or sad things. Generic sad music. It's like who, really. And James Horner is a good composer. Like I don't know what happened with that movie. Uh, you know, um, I, I will say one thing I really love about this movie with it pertaining to electro the audio tricks that they did with his voice yeah they have like weird yeah it's like i do like that it's very cool i was i Again, always thought that was there very creative choices being made like which yeah. you can't say for the first one i'd give it a nine for um, look and feel. i think cinema uh cinematography wise this one definitely is far superior than the first one like there's actual like it's not great but they like throw in some dutch angles they throw in these like edgar wright as quick cut stuff with like at the beginning with him there's like it's in there's more daylight scenes with I think which I think fits better for Spider-Man than like the first one takes place entirely at night this one actually you get a vibe for him like shooting around in the way in the with webs in the daytime like that's great um it's it's less dour than the first one yeah um 
there's some there's a couple really cool compositions like the one with him falling from the sky or even the shot of Gwen Stacy dying yeah, the, the like opening, that's a cool the opening with him falling yeah, from the sky and the suits kind awesome of flapping shot, a little bit yeah. yeah like there's some there's some good compositions in here overall it's nothing special I think I'll give this like a six it's 100 percent better than the first I feel one like again. there's a lot more memorable scenes in this one than there is in the first yeah one. also that um, experience is final category I had a great time with this I'm gonna I'm gonna say a, a nine for this again um, I was just vibing with it man. I'll say five. It's it's not it's not even close to as bad as the first one. I, I at least have a decent time watching this. It's a lot easier to laugh at also. Okay. Um, the first one you can't even really laugh at. It's just boring. This one you can actually be like, ha ha, stupid, but like ha, kind of fun. What are our um, scores for the first one? So the and first then one the second we scored one. a 60 out of 100. Um, and the second one we scored a 73 out of 100. Okay. Well, it didn't. that first one didn't go as bad as I thought it would then, uh, given that you hated it so much. But yeah. uh, 73 isn't terrible. Um We'll have to do the Raimi ones one of these days. We'll we'll pick a day, we'll figure that out, and we'll crank through all three of those. I feel like we would have a lot to say about that. Yeah. But, all right, well, thank you for tuning in here to 90.3 WRST-FM Oshkosh. This has been Script to Screen, and we will see you next week, same time, same place. Stick around.